we're back with another episode. The views, thoughts, and opinions expressed during the Face Off with Fleming and Fowler podcast series are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent any specific employer, organization, committee, or other group or individual. The primary purpose of this podcast series is to educate and inform. This podcast series does not constitute medical or other professional advice or services. It's the Face Off. It's the Face Off. Spread love, spread light. You're the place. wrong podcast. We are here to entertain you. That's why we give a disclaimer at the beginning of and our podcast. Boom, baby. We're here to educate and inform with entertainment. Yeah. That is it. Uh, welcome back. Welcome back, y'all. To what I assume is your favorite podcast. It better be. The Face Off of Fleming and Fowler. I'm Alyssa Fowler. I am Monica Fleming. And we're here. We're back. How you doing? How's your week? Uh, my week was strangely uh, busy and tiring. Um, I won't get into details too, too much, but um, I've been doing, okay, does anybody else out there like either sleepwalk or like talk in their sleep or anything like that? Who you sleepwalks? That? No, I don't sleepwalk. Well, do you sleep talk? Do you talk in your sleep at all? Um, I wouldn't be able to tell you. Nobody has ever told you that you talk in your sleep? No, so surely someone would tell me, right? Yeah. I do the thing where like some like sometimes when you're falling deep into sleep and you make a noise that mm-hmm. wakes you up, that's the only thing I think that I do. Okay, well, I, I talk in my sleep, and I've been talking in my sleep for a very long time, like probably... Like prophetically or... No, just like full-fledged conversations that's with whoever scary, I'm going to I know. So it started... It used to start of like... I would say one or two phrases and now it's like full on sentences. And like I used to breathe hard in my sleep, like depending on if I was really, really tired. Oh, so like full serial killer. No, not a serial killer, like but I do talk in my sleep. Okay. No. So this week, because I've been there's a new venture that I'm doing, um, I've just been extra, extra tired because I'm having to get up earlier and then I'm still going to bed at like one and two o'clock in the morning because I can't I'm not sleepy. So I've been talking in my sleep a lot more, but it's almost like a sleep paralysis type of thing I... because I'm literally having full fledged dialogue with people in my dreams. But the problem is that, is that your phone? Yeah, I'll leave it. Um, but the problem is that I have to finish out the conversation. So it's like, I hear myself saying stuff and it's intelligible. The problem is I can't wake up to shut it up and to stop. That's really scary. Why? Sleep paralysis freaks me out. I mean, I'm moving, but I just can't stop the conversation until I wake up because I'm not awake yet. But I, I know that I'm not awake. I don't think that's right. I mean, that's just what's been happening. I it's been happening that... consistently this whole week. Should like, this you talk to someone about that? Should we sage you or the house? Maybe I should do a, oops, my boobs. Maybe I should do a sleep study. Yeah. Yeah. With know. an exorcist or something. Not an, I mean, not I'm an not, exorcist. Maybe I'm just not like talking a spiritual to demons guide. here. I mean, I talk in my sleep regularly. Maybe you're just, I don't know. Okay, yeah. Maybe it's your tired. sleep hygiene. Yeah, you just can't wake it up. I have poor sleep hygiene right now. We need to get your sleep hygiene in check. Yeah. I think that'll really help you. Definitely. But that I've, freaks me out. I've only had a couple friends tell me that they've had sleep paralysis before where like they're awake, yeah. but they can't wake their body up. Ugh. Um, I've only ever had sleep paralysis once like that. And that was at my grandma's house and I was laying on the couch and I was legit. It almost was like a scene out of Kill Bill where she was just like, move your toe, move <laughs> your toe. And I couldn't move. And then finally I just like jerked my body and I was able to move. That but that was like some years good ass ago. Sleep. 
No, it was scary. You know what that sounds like? You know when people start wearing their CPAP for real for like the first oh, week? Oh, yeah, yeah, And they yeah. start getting that good sleep? Yeah. That's what that sounds like. True. Well, yeah, no, this was a little bit different. But yeah, the, I was having full-fledged conversations. The only thing is I can't remember the conversations that I was having with people. But at the time, like I said, it was an intelligible conversation. You should go paranormal activity and it's start recording. It's not record, a demon. But just record yourself so we know what you're talking about. What if, oh, yeah. you've, what if you've solved world hunger? I don't think we ever will because there's no well, money Well, how would that. you know unless you record there's yourself? There's no money in world hunger. I'm just saying. And if I cure cancer, they'd try to kill me. The okay, government, what, if, what if you had like foiled some government plan? Okay, anything involving the government, they'd try to what kill me. What if you me. just had the lot, like you, it was random numbers and they happened to be winning Well, the lottery, numbers. I'll do that, yeah. Okay, well, we got to record you. Okay, well, I guess so. And then we can watch you sleep. No, you can't watch me sleep. That's weird. <laughs> That's a bit weird. How was your week, though? It was Otherwise, a week. A lot yeah. happened. A lot. Please do tell. My biggest joke in my career has always been that I don't need to know CPR because we work <laughs> in a hospital. And like every code I've ever been in, I'm the first one to Homer Simpson out of there. Just like dissolve into the bush. I love how your words keep coming back to slap no, you in the 100%. face. No, 100%. I absolutely love you, It's almost like God's trying to tell me something. God is trying to tell I'm you something. I'm the biggest not listener. But um I had to do CPR this week. Ooh. It was awful. Why? I don't wish that on anyone. Was that your first time ever doing CPR in a hospital? Yes. On a a real living-ish person, yeah. Oh, wow. I'm not good with... Well, welcome. Congratulations. My body doesn't like adrenaline like that. That's the best kind of adrenaline. That's why I love working in the ICU, because you never know when you'll have to do chest compressions. You could have called me Meredith Grade. That's what I thought was happening. Ooh. Look at you. Did you straddle them, or you were just on the side? I was on the side. Okay. My scrubs were too tight to straddle. Okay. Also, hit a peg and some weird abdominal shit, so. Well, you shouldn't be anywhere near there. You should be at the sternum. Well, if I straddled him, I'd be on top of him. Nah, he doesn't need a peg. He would have liked it. Can Can you imagine waking up? Like, because you, I don't know, if you go calmly in the night. Or if you don't know your... Say so you have a heart attack, right? While you're sleeping? God forbid. God forbid. I'm not praying that right. on anybody. But you come to with someone on top of you just fucking barreling on your chest. Yeah. What a crazy... This is like people who wake up during anesthesia, like in surgery. Yo, one of my top 10 biggest, <laughs> truly biggest fears. Seriously. Waking up during a procedure. This is why if you're a natural redhead, tell your doctors, please. Please. Because they need to give you more anesthesia because than most people. what the hell? Can you imagine? Awful. No, I don't want to treat it. So why did you have to do CPR on a person? Where were the nurses? Please <laughs> please give us a backstory of that. They, it's a long story. Well, it's a rehab corner story. We don't have to do it here. No, I want to do it now. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because we don't um, have anything else in rehab corner. Oh, okay. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> so, I'm glad you're all here. Let me paint the picture for you. It's seven o'clock going to the dot i'm in my drop top all right it's like a smooth 7 30 well okay. i'm not gonna pretend and say i'm at work at 7 a.m okay i'm at work i'm trying to set up and see my patients for the day mm-hmm. i hear the code blue alarm which sounds the same wherever you are yeah and i'm thinking not here in this place where we are ain't no way ain't no how look down the hall sure <laughs> do you see that blue light going off and i'm like god damn oh goodness as a therapist I don't know. I'm never one who's like, oh, my time to shine. Yeah. First responder. Absolutely not. No. I'm like, does anyone need me to get someone else? I can get does towels. Towels. I'm a good towel girl. I'm a good. I'll, I even unplugged the crash cart. Yeah. Shot it down that way. Yeah. I thought I was doing good. Just by the goodness of my own heart. It wasn't even me. It's just Jesus at this point speaking through me. <laughs> he was like, girl, run down there and make sure they're okay. Yeah. Big mistake. Shouldn't have fucking done oh, it. Jesus. I run down there. I'm like, hey, you guys good? No, because there's one nurse in there. Ooh. And she's been doing compressions probably for like four minutes at this point. 
Which in compression no. time, that's a long. That's an hour. You're t- you're tired. And yeah, seriously. So she's like, I need someone to relieve me. I look around. It, there's two other people in the room. It's me, healthy, full-bodied young American female, <laughs> right? And this other physical therapist, who I swear to God, at this point is currently three centimeters dilated, a full eight. Point seven yeah. five months pregnant. Yeah. About to go into labor. She can't do it. And even and even still knowing this information, I looked at her like, Are you gonna are you, you gonna hop in? Or like I oh hey, like far be it for Rock, me to paper, say, no, shoot. say no to you. Like, wow. <laughs> so I'm like, well shit, I guess it's my time. Popped on my gloves. Thank God my CPR was up to date. Yeah. Just went to pound town. Jeez. I hit the fucking um not night fever. Boogie Oogie. What song is it? What song do you sing when you're pumping on the chest? Ha, ha, Staying ha, alive. Ha, and Flowers, I heard, alive. is 120 Beats. Flowers? Miley Cyrus. What song is that? I can buy myself flowers. No, I like Ha, 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 uh-huh. Staying Alive. Yeah, so anyway. The Bee Gees. I did a smooth three rounds before I was out. That shit is tiring. Oh, my god. Shout out to all the ICU nurses. I don't know how you do it. Um, definitely felt the ribs cracked. Grossed me out. Almost gagged. How many rounds did you do? Three. Three rounds. Maybe four. You were tired, I'm quite sure. I, that shit is I hadn't even had coffee yet, y'all. Seriously. Pumping on somebody's chest 30 times. That's intended. Thank God I had taken count? a Vivance. I was gonna say, did you lose count? 100 percent I did. <laughs> Thank God there's other people doing that. Um that is so, funny. so basically I saved someone's life. Not a big deal. It is OT month. Don't forget that. Um, See, and this is why you're in OT month. This is why I'm in OT month. What else happened? I'll tell you what happened. This was a pleasant surprise. I just need y'all to know the devil works hard. My mother works insanely harder. We had a massage therapist yeah. and he was, I don't like, I didn't like massages for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, but my mom found this guy and we liked him a lot. We were going to him pretty consistently up and vanished from our massage place. Oh no. Extremely rude. Didn't tell anybody where he was going, which I guess you can't. Yeah, you technically can. Well, supposedly he couldn't because of the company he was with. They were like, you cannot tell anyone where you're going. You can't like poach How would they clients. know? They could They could, they could text you on the side. Yeah. So he just like up and vanished. We didn't know where he went. It was so sad. My back has been all jacked, whatever. She calls me on Friday. She's like, I found him. I just had a massage Ooh. with him. And I was like, yes. Cool beans. So, and he just had, he's like booked three weeks out. He'd mm-hmm. happen to have availability Saturday morning. Mm-hmm. Your girl got a massage. Got my nails done. Got my coochie waxed. <laughs> my brand, it's like spring cleaning up in here. Okay. I'm a new person. Awesome. I feel great. I did get my eyebrows done from your lady this week. She has a gem. And she hit me literally a brow gem. She is a brow gem. And I she, love her. I'm obsessed. She, she legit put, I was, I, I was I left at the work and went to my appointment and then I, I was falling asleep because I was tired, of course. And all of a sudden, she hit me with them cucumbers on my eyes. And I was like, she whoa. She hit that little massage with the oil. Yes. Ooh. It was amazing. Did she have music playing or a show on? I don't even remember because I was asleep. Mm-hmm. So, so she, we've gone through it, her and I. I was so probably snoring. She too, used to have this chair and my back would always go out. My feet would fall asleep. Then yeah. she got hip to like the new shit she's got and the little stool that stool, you're Stool, yeah, yeah, And my, my lumbar is support and I'm not almost every yeah. time. Especially if I'm getting my brows laminated. That's like an hour and a half. I knock I'm out. not clean out. If it's after work, I I'm not clean. Out. I mean, you can't see my brows now just because my glasses. But they look away. good. Well, thank you. She gets your shit looking right. She does. I had never had, and you know, you go to like the chop shops or whatever, like mm-hmm. the regular salons and stuff. Where you get your eyebrows done, but she definitely like took her time. Like she was it's plucking, a whole and I was different like, experience. "Damn, I didn't think my eyebrows were that bad." Because I had just got them waxed when I went to Florida, or whatever, mm-hmm. a couple of weeks ago. But um, 
they're tame. Because remember the lady, she cut off, by, I guess by mistake, whatever. <laughs> she cut off my tail of my uh, my eyelash. Don't be trying to zoom in and look at it. But anyway. Wait. She, I mean, not my eyelash. My like, eyebrow. How Sorry. did she cut off your eyelash? Sorry. No, no, no. My that was eye, not a my, mistake. My eyebrow, you know. You can't. You won't get close to my eyelashes. <laughs> Hell no. She, um, I don't even know if I want to say what her name is because. I no, don't say it. Don't say it. If you really want to know, you no. can message me. Yeah. I may tell you, I may not. She, every time she's doing my eyebrows. You can barely get an appointment. Anymore. I know. I'm telling you. God, I've been with her for like a couple of years and I'm still like, girl. Right. Exactly. You better put me in. She, I'm like, girl, there's no hair left. What are you plucking? You've been yeah. plucking for like 30 minutes, but she like every individual hair. She, she goes through. And like once you have someone take, I don't know, 45 minutes, an hour mm-hmm. to do your brows, you're like, I can't go back to the other people who just like. Yeah. I mean, I don't I don't get I feel like it's my eyebrows are um, they have a natural arch. I don't really have to get my eyebrows done as much. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to go every month because you don't, I don't have, Well, that. the way she does it, too, it grows out so nice. Yeah. You probably don't have to go every month. Yeah, no. Because, I mean, my, my eyebrows I mean, my eyebrows are already thick. So And I don't wear makeup like that, you know. Yeah. So I see her for fellowship at this point. We yeah. just got to do our monthly She did offer me snacks, but I was like. Rip. She has snacks. She does. She got, man, she is a full service. I love her. Would yeah. die for her. That's a bit extreme. But Rosa, okay. you know Rosa, the, um, like, TikTok Rosa? No. The guy who does his lashes all jacked all the time? Uh-uh. Come on. TikTok. Uh, well anyway he's a famous tiktok personality he gets his eyebrows done with her too oh that's cool yeah so she's famous so he lives in san antonio he's from san antonio yeah oh cool beans that's awesome yeah well uh you ready to get on into it or anything else we need to talk about yeah i'm trying to think of anything else crazy happened to me this week no that's it okay Whoa, okay, like what happened to you? Lip. Jesus. All right, we got to get into it. Uh, this week, it's been a lot of interesting stuff that's been going on in the news. Um, and it's stuff that we got to talk about. A lot of stuff is socially conscious, but we're going to try our best to make it you funny. You know us, if the we Socially can. Conscious Podcast. Listen, we are a political podcast at this point. A PP. I mean, why go to CNN when you can come here to get your news? Amen, but anyway, sister. so this week, I don't know if y'all saw, I hope y'all did, uh, these Tennessee House of Representatives um, that got expelled from the House in Tennessee specifically, and the three people, they're called the Tennessee Three. I don't know. I'm just naming them that. Anyway, Tennessee Three. <laughs> okay. Uh, so there was a um, Democratic um, Representative uh, Gloria Johnson. There was also Representative Justin Jones, as well as Representative uh, Justin Pearson. And so Gloria Johnson obviously is a white woman, a white Democrat, and her colleagues, uh, uh, Mr. Pearson and Mr. Uh, Jones, they got expelled because they basically were protesting. You remember the shooting that just happened, the mass shooting that just happened uh, forget it. in Tennessee. Mm-hmm. And so there were kids like college students as well as high school students. They were protesting, you know, at the house floor or in, like at the, the Capitol in Tennessee um, protesting the gun ban because allegedly the Smith and Weston, um, which is the gun brand, their headquarters is actually coming to Tennessee, allegedly. Really? So all, anytime you want to solve an issue, always follow the money. We already know that from, you know, mainstream TV. Anyway, so basically they got expelled because they joined in on the protest. And so they felt like their behavior was, you know, unprofessional, blah, blah, blah. But the biggest controversy was, number one, how do you expel people from the house just like that when Marjorie Taylor Greene is still there? But also, two, um, the fact that these two black men were expelled and Gloria Johnson, who's a white you know, representative, she was not expelled. And so, of course, they interviewed her and she showed I think she displayed what 
allyship should look like. And she basically said, hmm, well, let's see. I'm a white woman here in America, and they are two black men. So that's probably why I didn't get expelled, and they did. It walks like a duck, and it talks like a duck. Exactly. And so she's gone on some interviews and stuff like that. But I just think it's insane how they're just like, well, you know, what qualifies you to speak about this? And they're like, first of all, the people in this district qualify me because they voted me in here like i don't know what the fuck you think this also, is i'm just a member of this community so i can talk about exactly it. and i think you know these people that are protesting against gun violence i think i think unfortunately going to your government officials i know this is going to sound really crazy it's not going to work because they're too far in the nra's pockets y'all need to, get start, to the street y'all need to start going to the nra headquarters and a lot of these other places blocking they shit because exposing them blowing up their spots not blowing up anything like explosives i'm not talking about that I'm just, she's talking uh, like a euphemism exactly so um it's just insane that you know you could just quickly make a decision to just expel somebody who's been voted in by the people but just because you didn't like the fact that they protested something that you're probably lobbying against and, and getting a shit ton of money you just decide well no we don't want you to do it did you see the video going around on the app that's about to be ripped right out of our hands but it's this neuro this guy who studied neuroscience forever yeah, my tiktok yeah that okay. would be the one um and he was saying which like i'm trying very hard these days to take everything i consume with a grain of salt because mm -hmm. people can just go on and be like you know saying Absolutely. wild shit but he was um an older white man so had doctor in front of his name or something i just trusted it anyway <laughs> i hate you so much <laughs> uh he was just saying how his nephew was getting um not in trouble at school but the teacher was having a conference with his parents because he was having these very violent thoughts and he was drawing violent pictures mm -hmm. and so they were like we don't know what to do so he went to because i guess he had been studying kind of neuroscience a lot and mm. so it was his sister mm -hmm. and so he had asked his nephew like is anyone hurting you at school mm. is anyone touching you are you you know is anyone bullying you like what's going on he was like no i'm just angry i have all these angry feelings and they mm. were like what is going on and he was like traditionally like meds therapy mm -hmm. maybe isolation that's what we would have done they scanned his brain and he had this huge like mass in his frontal lobe mm. like left frontal lobe which is like emotion your personality oh, yeah and he was just saying how he's seeing this like they drained neurosurgery drained it mm -hmm. all these symptoms cleared up and he was just saying how he's seeing more and more of these kind of anomalies happening mm -hmm. i was like interesting to think like if that has anything to do with that, I just feel like there's so much shit happening recently. Well, I mean, do you think it has anything to do with the amount of, of information that we're consuming, whether it be fake, real fantasy reality, like that people are developing these anomalies because there's so much more content that's being looked at every single day every single minute of the day yeah i feel like and our have, brains are not designed no, for that it's a real time we're living in real time we have no idea how right. all of these things are affecting especially kids brains mm -hmm. i think if you commit a horrendous crime we're allowed to your brain <laughs> like we should be able to scan it and run tests on it and do all these things because what the hell's going on i mean but then you're gonna open up a can of worms of everybody should be scanned then yes i mean that's not real talk about a longitudinal study oh, wouldn't that Jesus. be what if like you had to get a comp like to be enrolled in public school you had to have a comprehensive body exam every year at the start of the year lab like blood draws and complete scans how interesting i think that's classist okay if you're in the public school system that's everybody 
Yeah, but you but you 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 create a system where it's mandatory to send your child to school or else you get put in jail for child abuse and neglect. And then you just, oh, well, in order for your child to come to school, you have to do this. Like, hell, we already got to get our kids vaccinated. I'm not saying to be in the school. I'm just saying, like, that was something we, like, it was just a part of the school. Like a physical. Like a physical, but the Mm. physical included. Can you imagine, like, unless your child has a PET scan, they can't come to class. No. My child is getting too much radiation. (laughs) Too much radiation. Yeah, no. As they're using a microwave every day. (laughs) I think with AI, we'll start to see it. But I just thought it was interesting. I've never thought, like, oh, these kids are being so violent because maybe their brain anatomy is different or there's something wrong neurologically oh i definitely think there's a link there has to be there a has link. To be. because i mean if you look at remember there was a there was a um a particular study that was done years ago when uh, when uh grand theft auto first came out and some of these other like uh uh video games where people were killing and shooting and stuff like that. And it was like a rise of like violence among teens who are watching these videos and stuff. And they were just like, you know, art depicts life. And if these kids are getting these AR 15s and they're in, in a game, they're going to want to now get it in their hands. And, you know, I don't, I don't think that I do think that there is a correlation between your behavior and what you're watching. Absolutely. Cause I remember even when set it off, this was years ago, set it off first came out the, the movie with Queen Latifah, Jada Pinkett Smith, Vivica Fox and Kimberly Elise. When that movie first came out, I think it was like a few months after it came out, a group of four white girls went and robbed a bank and they tried to blame the movie and say, well, we saw it on set it off. But I'm like, (laughs) bitch, but you had autonomy. Like you, you, you can make decisions for you had capacity to make decisions for yourself. And you knew robbing the bank was wrong because three of the four of them got killed in the movie. So bitch, you knew it was wrong. Like what the fuck? (laughs) So yeah, people do TikTok dances in public now, like nothing and no one thinks anything about it. True. 10 years ago, everyone would have been like, what the hell are these people doing? Exactly. I think we just have too much too fast. And I think people can't keep up because I mean, we, we talk about this all the time off, off air, how, you know, we give our opinion about certain things that have happened, but by the time it comes out on our show, it's like two weeks ago that it We're happened. Like, no, We're like, but, you're, back, gonna, but you're gonna listen to our opinion because our opinion is amazing. But I people would. are like, something happens at twelve o'clock noon, and already at twelve o two, people are already reporting There's on think it. pieces exactly, and, yeah. and people take you down rabbit holes, and you're just like, can we just take a minute? Also, too, let me just say this: this is t- completely off topic. For those influencers who do not have nine to fives, anybody, I don't care if you're famous, you're actor, actress, singer, songwriter, whatever the hell. If you do not have a nine to five job, stop going live at 10 o'clock in the morning. A lot of us have jobs from nine to five. I'm, I just come on in. I'm waiting for some more people to get in. <laughs> Bitch, I'm on the clock. I ca- I cannot as much as I would love to delve into your life to see what the hell you talking about and to make announcements about further announcements that's going to come three weeks and a month down the road. Please stop for the love of all I'm things that appear. Stop going live at 11 o'clock a.m. I ain't even on lunch break yet. Jeez. Anyway, neither here nor there, but back to what we were saying. But yeah, I'm going to be honest forgot where we were i'm yeah something about i well here's the thing about news i've been scrolling right past it so did i see this yes did i take the time to investigate absolutely not what are you talking about the tennessee house of representatives thing yes. oh okay yeah i mean giving cpr to dying people i mean i've i just renewed my cpr but that's about it uh thankfully i didn't have to use it but i just think it's insane and i think this is an indication of um, times to come and the times that we are in, which we are going backwards. Let's just be clear about it. And um, they are trying to erase, you know, progressive thinking and it's unfortunate. So, but again, I keep saying, if you keep trying to 
if you keep trying to create this universe where you are at the top of the food chain, you're, you're only going to create more monsters at the bottom and there are going to be way more monsters at the bottom than powerful people at the top. And it's going to come to your front door at some point in time. So that was good. Well, I mean, it's the truth. I saw I, that apocalyptic shit you watch. I love apocalypse. Stuff. I know you're ready. Well, I'll tell you who else is. Some shit has come to his front door. Uh, Clarence Thomas coon ass. Okay. So y'all know, I do not like Clarence Thomas. There's a lot of us. Your don't favorite like, guy. No, uh, this, he's a prime example of all skin folk and kin folks. So <laughs> recently in the news, he has been um, allegedly found to have delved into some corruptive behavior, right? Surprise, surprise. um, Apparently and allegedly he has secretly accepted some luxury trips from a major GOP donor, which if you didn't know, that's illegal um, because you're basically (laughs) buying votes from a Supreme Court justice. And, you know, if you're, you're at the highest court and you literally can make any decision that you want to. And the fact that you are accepting bribery, which is basically what it is. You can't schmooze the decision maker. You can't, you really can't use their decisions. Exactly. I do know that about that. But a lot of stuff that he did anyway, was very questionable. Like, I mean, just self hate. I I swear. It's, it's I just need everyone to also know that like our version of luxury is not this version of luxury. This is like, like Lux, like things we couldn't even, fathom who was we you speaking french over here you just speaking english you you okay what's your idea of luxury being left the hell alone okay so i don't think yeah i think this might have had a little bit of that well i mean luxury trips to me is like private jet over to another country and being waited on hand and foot i don't have to lift the thing not even my you know luggage being able to eat only the finest of the food drink the finest of the wine have massages whatever you know every single day just only be invited to exclusive places where even the public who lives there are not invited to and yes i just can't i would assume that they just knew about this loophole forever like trips were things that didn't have to be mm-hmm. technically i guess put on the books when someone's giving I think you a should trip be. they should definitely be but i'm just like damn how had no one been like hey maybe you should be reporting that well no i mean the thing is we black people in this country have always known that clarence thomas was a piece of shit i mean we can even go back to the anita hill situation okay but we always knew he was a piece of shit the problem is again when you have this big machine that's behind you when you're pushing an agenda clarence thomas is nothing but another herschel walker you're put like you are the puppet and to be put on this bench like oh he's a progressive black man no he's not he's a he's literally a white man trapped in a black man's body that's all it really is Hate to see it. And I bet his dick is small. Anyway, you know, that was, we'll take bets on that. That was unnecessary, but whatever. Leave but, your opinion in the comments. Yeah, exactly. But I just think that, um, I mean, we all know that all of the, a lot of them can be bought. That's literally what politics is. Who mm-hmm. has the fattest pockets? And this is why the people, you know, you have people like Gary Chambers and, you know, Andrew Gillum who can't, who traditionally they raise the money, but they have a much harder, even Stacey Abrams has a much harder time raising funds honest money honest money exactly versus these people like well hey if you push my product forward i'll make sure i donate millions of dollars to your campaign you know what i'm saying don't limit gun rights exactly because we're building a new smith and weston headquarters allegedly Mm -hmm. in tennessee so yeah it's just it's straight bullshit but um yeah anyway speaking of some people who we canceled what were you talking about daniel caesar uh my old friend daniel caesar (laughs) If you guys remember, maybe you don't. He was canceled. I don't know what 2019. 
Yeah. When he jumped on and he started defending what's her name. Oh, God. Five, six, seven, eight. Who was saying racist comments? Candace Owens. No. Yes, but no. Okay, give me some. Tommy Lauren. Yes, but no. Who got engaged? Oh, it's Megan. Ma'am. <laughs> We're in the middle of a show right I now. Know, sorry. <laughs> Cut that out. Maybe. Why can't I remember this bitch's name? I mean, does it matter for the story? No. Not really. He went on, on twenty in twenty nineteen he went on live and was defending this bitch and just saying, Why are y'all being so mean to white people right now? Mm-hmm. Da, 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 da. What was going on in twenty nineteen? Do you remember? Uh a lot. A lot. I would say maybe like, I don't know, Black Lives Matter. Exactly. A lot of weird shit. And so everyone was just very turned off by that. And they were like, why? Like, what was the point of you going on mm-hmm. and saying all these things? And he was like, I don't care if y'all cancel me. You can cancel me. So guess what everyone did? Canceled him. Went ahead and canceled him. Mm-hmm. Now he's doing his apology tour. He was on uh, in an interview this week saying, you know, taking everything back mm-hmm. and how he misspoke and spoke out of turn and how he apologized. Comment wise, it doesn't seem like anyone's buying it. I, but the thing, okay, here's the thing about Daniel Caesar, amazing singer, right? I don't care that you're an amazing singer. You're a piece of trash. And I think, I do think that people in life have the opportunity and the ability to be forgiven. But I think it's all in what have you done to make amends, to right? Prove to that prove you that you are actually sorry and that your actions haven't proved anything different. Here's also another part of the, the puzzle with Daniel Caesar. I personally feel like people from black people specifically from the UK and Africans have some Africans and some people from the UK, some black people from the UK, not everybody, but I feel like there's been this divide that has happened. Like we all have the same enemy, right? And we know who the enemy is. For some reason, we just can't get out of this mode of redirecting that energy to the enemy. However, (laughs) I feel like there is this negative connotation that black um, black Brits and Africans have toward African-Americans when we talk about racism and the fact that they completely undermine what we go through in this country or have gone through in this country and the system that has been created to continuously keep black people down. Now, the fact that they don't acknowledge the racism that happens in this country because it doesn't happen to them, mm-hmm. to me, is completely disrespectful. Just in the same sense, if I were to go over to Rwanda and I were to say, well, I mean, what's the big deal with the Hutu and the Tutsi? Like, y'all were just black people fighting against each other. Like, no, that was a whole-ass genocide. So yeah. you can't negate the racism, because that was racism as well, too. That was classism. And, again, it came from the same enemy that we all have which is white supremacy. And I think the fact that this man sat here and was just like, I double dog dare you. And then we said, challenge accepted. Now you all of a sudden, because I'm radio, you know, your, your people, people are not coming to see you mm-hmm. in concerts or your money is now being affected. Now you want to apologize. Well, what have you done in the African-American community specifically to make us feel like you have atoned for the, for, for the comments that you made? Like, have you done anything? Have you volunteered anywhere? Not to my knowledge. Have you given any chair? Give to some HBCUs. That I'll listen to your music. We do again. have an HBCU. It was Yes Jewels. That's who it was. And it's because uh, she went on Twitter and was like, "Can I wear a shirt with a racial slur? Dumb shit that anyone would have like, been you like." Know, that you, you know, know you, you know can't better. do and that. His response. He says that he was, you know, not sober. Goes on Facebook Live. Oh please! And was like, why are we being so mean to white Come people? On. Which, like, I would say, 
don't get on social media if you're not sober. That, he was sober. He, that's bullshit. That's bullshit. Oh, you're switching that's it a, up mid-episode? I am, because it's hurt my ears. Uh, that's the same way the guy who's talking about, when he called the the black girls basketball team, all oh, these nappy-headed niggers, and he's like, oh, my diabetes. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's not the same, dude. Like, I don't care how, you were sober. Stop with that bullshit. You were fucking sober. Like, stop. But, I mean, I just think that, again, you know, we we as as black people we gotta like i don't care what your nationality is i really don't i don't care what your nationality is we all have the same enemy so like and our enemy does not need help further oppressing us like mm-hmm. legit and some people can say well you're oppressing him right now because you're not supporting his music no i still listen to his music i'm just not gonna tell you <laughs> I'm just saying that's just Beautiful like R. Song. Kelly Beautiful. I, okay, I, I, I still listen I to R. Kelly's music I still watch the Cosby show you're not you're you personally based off I don't even care if it's my opinion I can be contradictory to my own opinion you are not, <laughs> you are not going to convince me to stop listening or or delving into the art of these people based off their behaviors I, I denounce their behaviors you can separate the artist from yes the I art. can and I'm still gonna listen and, and watch I can't but that's okay I'm not gonna buy tickets to come and see you and I'm gonna stream your music real late by myself by myself maybe off wi-fi <laughs> just saying use the data or I'll download it illegally <laughs> allegedly <laughs> ask somebody to burn me a CD I'm kidding uh, but uh, yeah I mean I think he I think Daniel Caesar is the perfect example of how you fucked around and found out yep you fucked around and found real out quick. real quick real uh, quick I'll tell you who else is about to fuck up and find who fucked up and is about to find out the United States of America uh, wait did you have an opinion about Daniel Caesar listen do I still listen I feel to like Daniel I just Caesar? moved on I'm sorry <laughs> Okay. I apologize. <laughs> what I am here for is the accountability. Yeah. He basically was like, I fucked up and I set these things into motion and this is why this has happened. Right. But I do agree. Like what? Okay. Yeah. You're sorry. You said and? sorry. And you're sorry. What are you sorry for? Money anymore. Exactly. Um, but you can move right on. Some dusty ass brains he got. Anyway, neither here nor there. Um, but why was he? I want to know statistically how many people used his music as wedding songs from 2019 to 2021. I feel like every wedding video I saw had a fucking Daniel Caesar song in it. I'm going to just tell you the one song that I'm obsessed with right now that I cannot get off repeat. Freudian. Huh. There's this one particular part where the people are like, so, so, it's just that was beautiful it's beautiful but anyway um yeah i mean I, his song with brandy was great he had a song with uh with her, her the love that beautiful song. song but i'm just like i don't care that you had a beautiful song dude like you you offended me you know so. who also made beautiful music who the devil <laughs> okay are you equating daniel caesar with the devil i would never do that i mean i would get canceled for, for a little minute i think he did and if but... anyone plays this back i'm not sober <laughs> You got diabetes. All right. Well, I'll tell you who else is uh, fucking up and finding out, and that's the United States of America. Jill Biden. Uh, oh, no. No, no, no. Not that yet. Um, the dollar. So the United States, I don't know what's going on. I don't know. I, and I'm not going to blame Joe Biden because I don't think it's Joe Biden specifically. I think that there's a a, a combination of different things that have happened that he I'll just. I'll blame him. It's Joe well, Biden. Well, the thing is, no, I'm. I, he's not. He's not. He's you know, the president. He is the president, but I think it's just his timing is horrible. He's an old man that he's, we put into He's got office. the JW situation. He does. And it's not well, like, well man, ooh, tough break for this term. Maybe he should have been from Texas. I don't know, because W, uh, just, just, George, George W. had a little bit more balls. We did, and we stood, we stood by him. 
Y'all stood by George? We stood by him, I oh, think. Oh, we in Florida was talking about y'all like oh, some I know, shit. But, but, I mean, we fucked up the, the elections anyway. But um, the thing is, the U.S. dollar, we talked about this a couple episodes ago, is suffering. And it's suffering even more now because China, Russia, Africa, and a couple of other countries have been like, they all had this one picture banding together. Mm-hmm. Fuck the U.S. dollar. And they I was said like, sanctions where? I was like, Lord, what are we going to do? What, what's what's going to happen? What? The U.S. got a little too big in their britches, and China said, we'll fix that real quick. Can Everyone we, switch over here. Can we just print more money? To these Chinese. Well, oh, that's the fucking problem. Because my thing is, what currency are they going to use now? Are they going to just default to their own currency? They're all switching to the Chinese. It's not, I don't think it's the yen. The yen? It's something else. They're all switching to China's. From what I understand, they're all switching to China's money because the U.S. is putting all these sanctions. We printed all this money, we sent it out, and then we put all these sanctions on it. Like, you ca- can use it this way, you can't use it this way. Is it for like the trade and the barter system that they put sanctions on? Like mm-hmm. the tariffs and all that kind of stuff? Sure. <laughs> okay. That's, mm-hmm. I thought this was a political podcast. Or, this, is, you know, this is where you economics. come for the hard-hitting news. Absolutely. Um, and from what I understand, China was like, well, if you just switch to our money, mm-hmm. we don't have any of those sanctions. You can use it however you want. Well, that's real fucked because if everyone stops using the U.S. dollar, switches to this Chinese mm-hmm. money, our dollar is nothing. It's not everywhere. But my question is, trade. We, didn't we just talk about this trade-wise, like currency? Like, do we just have to switch all? I don't know. Switch all. I mean, any time you go to a country, another country, anyway, you have to use. Like, um, you don't Are we have to be like hella taxed, or the rate's going to be screwed. Yeah. So, like, if you like, they're let's say the yen. One yen, which what we used to think is equivalent to a dollar, would maybe be uh, equal to only 75 cents or 50 cents of our money. So which means we're going to have to have more money in order to travel over there and buy shit, which means we're going to go into more of a deficit because we're already a trillion dollars in deficit. Yeah, but I think if they all switch, not like globally, if the countries aren't using the U.S. dollar, it's going to crash. It's going to crash. It's going to collapse. But it's it's not going to happen. I'm going to just tell you why. I'm going to just tell you why. History has already shown the way they did Gaddafi is not going to happen. That's all I'm saying. Because he he tried to back. He tried to back the African dollar with minerals and he got got because it because it would have fucked with the U.S. dollar first. Now, I think it's a little bit different because if you fuck with China, you, you're going China into World and War III. Russia right now. Exactly. You're going to go into World War Three. So he may be in a bit of a pickle. Uh, well, what happened to the Bitcoin? No, ain't nobody talking about that. Because even the Cash mm-hmm. App, the guy who uh, created the guy Cash from App. Cash App just got murdered. Yeah, he got stabbed allegedly. That's suspicious. But apparently he no longer owns Cash App. He created it, sold it, got his Knew money, something and got he the wasn't fuck supposed out. to know. See? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I just, I like to live in this little fantasy world where I don't worry about that. Because to me, I'm like, if the whole country's screwed, it's not just me. Surely someone's going to fix it. Listen, here's the thing. If the dollar does crash, I'm going to tell you what's going to happen. You ain't getting the student loan payment. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, when I heard this, the first thing I thought was like, oh, y'all really aren't coming for these payments now. The dollar doesn't mean shit. The dollar doesn't mean, cancel it all, Joe. (laughs) Bernie asked you to cancel it years ago and you decided not to. And now your dollar is is worth nothing. You gotta cancel all that shit. This is all karma because you won't initiate mass student loan forgiveness. That's what I'm saying. And you keep giving money to Ukraine. Let's see if Ukraine come and help us out now. I bet you they won't. I mean, they can't. They're at war. But I'm just saying. And I'm not trying to be facetious when I say that. I'm just saying. Oh, yeah. We're giving out too much money. And your money's about to be shit. So they ain't going to have nothing anyway. (laughs) So, yeah. I can't wait. Well, speaking of Joe Biden, his partner in crime, 
uh, his wife, Jill, she fucked around and found out this week as well, too. So, um, as y'all know, last week, the LSU um, Lady Tigers, they won the NCAA championship for women's basketball. Yay! Yes, yes, yes. The captain of the team is Angel Reese, and... So they have uh, whose cousin plays for UConn, who won for the men. Absolutely, which I Look think is amazing. That. Talk about strong familial genes. Absolutely. So you know, as y'all know, when you win a championship, you win a Super Bowl, all that kind of stuff. Usually, you go, you take a trip to the White House. You're invited to the White House to you know explore and just photo op and bullshit, right? Well, Jill Biden decides she wanted to open up her first lady trap as opposed to just staying, <laughs> sh- like staying the quiet. Fuck up out of it. Exactly. And so she says, well, you know what I like to see? I would love to see both LSU and I will come to the White House. She just hoped both teams would have fun. Yeah, no, but Mind that's you, not the way this it is works. on the back of all this controversy that's been going on because yeah. of Angel Reese and just... The racism that's been attacked. Yeah, the racism basically that's been attacked how her. she has been doing the same thing as her white counterparts mm-hmm. on the opposite team, but she's been getting so much flack for being ghetto and having this bad attitude and, and being unsportsmanlike. Right. All of these things that, you know, the, I would say like the girl that she's been pitted against from the other team, they're compared a lot. Not really. They just only make them pair because no, in this situation. Oh, in this situation, yeah. So she's been basically her and Caitlin. Caitlin Clark is the the captain of I the Iowa ladies team, and Angel Reese is the captain of LSU. And so they've been compete. These young women, these girl women against girl, but these women have been competing against each other since they were in high school. So they are great competitors. They both have only positive things to say about each other. It's the same way, you know, uh, Kobe and and Shaq. We're no, on different you teams. A, you need a white and a, a black. Well, no, no, I'm just, I'm just saying as far as being competitive. Like, when you play against oh, yeah. somebody for a very long time. Like, in the game, you're talking shit and exactly. trash and all this stuff. And then when you get off the court, usually, you're, you're just, you're for friends. the most part, it's fine. Exactly. And so, they, they've been pitting, each, pitting these girls against each other, which is fine because it makes great competition. And it brings in money as well as views. And uh, it fills the seats in these arenas yeah. for women's Except basketball. Except for the press for Angel has been significantly negative. Yes, absolutely. So, they've been trying to, and it, it's all, again, we have the same common enemy. It all boils down to white supremacy and racism. Caitlin Clark literally told a little girl, white girl from Louisville, shut up, you're down 15 points. And she did the, you can't see me. We all know she did that. Then Angel Reese does it back to her. And all of a sudden she's classes and, well, you were already winning and that's poor sportsmanship. Again, I will say this. You, there is no way that you will ever have the opportunity to tell the winner how they should behave when mm-hmm. they are winning. I don't give a damn if they called your mama a bald head scallywag, ain't got no hand back, gelled up, weaved up, your hair is fucked up. I'm going to say what I'm going to say if I'm guess winning. What? Look at the scoreboard. Thank I you. I can say what the hell I want. Exactly. And when so, you're winning... You, you can, can say, say whatever what you, you want. want. Now, if I'm on dish it, I got to be able to take it. And I think mm-hmm. Angel Reese has shown that she is a great sportsman because if you think, if you look at back at the game that she did with uh, the LSU did against South Carolina, well, South Carolina basically blew them out of the water. Like her and Aaliyah Boston, people were just like, oh, let's see what Aaliyah Boston and Angel Reese do. And they literally are like friends. Like she's like, she's an amazing competitor and Angel Reese wasn't doing all that talking. She shut the fuck up because she was losing. <laughs> like she was still being herself and trying to play, but they were just outplayed in that moment. And but, that's just like how I feel like uh, competitively athletic people behave. Exactly. For the most part. Exactly. So anyway, in the midst of all this, I don't know where the fuck Joe Biden got interviewed. I don't she know. just should have just, just shut the fuck up. They were asking her kind of about it. She's like, oh, they did so good. You know, I would love to have both teams come. You don't do that no. because one team won and one team didn't. And 
also just like, I need you to have context. I need you to see that this is a predominantly African-American team. Mm -hmm. Iowa was a predominantly white team. Mm -hmm. You're telling, you're saying that in the midst of all of this controversy, all of this conversation, this group of black girls wins and you're like, but I'd love to have the white girls come too. <laughs> I would just love to have yeah. those girls around as well. Exactly. I need you to read the room, Jill. You're a Absolutely. doctor. Absolutely. And you're an educator. Like, what the fuck? I know you've seen this with kids before. Like, I mean, he's a and grown so, woman still. as anyone else would do, Angel was like, I think the fuck not. She was like, uh, what a joke. And then she was like, we ain't coming, period. <laughs> then LSU releases a statement that was like, these bitches will be there. <laughs> and then Angel comes back and does a, a um, uh, press conference and she's just like well yeah you know it's just the emotion of it all I'll be there if my team's there <laughs> and I'm like yeah cause you got I a scholarship to maintain the same kind of shit too Hell yeah. I'm Listen. not going we beat their asses we worked hard we're the first time we're the first team yeah. to ever do it from LSU mm -hmm. and you're gonna tell me that these girls get to come too hell no but the thing is too I think people don't realize the stuff that basketball like athletes in general when you've been playing a sport all your life there's a lot of adversity that you run into and i think for angel reese specifically this woman was at maryland and she fractured her foot and could not play crazy then and she was like you know this this phenom coming out of high school and then you enter the portal you land at lsu and then you win a national title your first year like i will be talking big shit too mm -hmm. you got flage who is a Freshman, I'm gonna say that again. Flage is a freshman. That's insane, dude. She's about to be dangerous. You, but man, they don't need to be humble. They don't need to be humble. When you're winning, you don't need to. That's be humble. the whole. The whole point of winning is to brag. This idea that there's etiquette in sportsmanship and in winning. No, the fuck is not. It's winners and losers. You're not a runner up, bitch. You lost. You lost. Like, well, we're the runner-ups for the... No. <laughs> you were the losers. Everybody lost if you didn't win. What did Ricky Bobby say? If you ain't first, you're last. <laughs> I mean, what the fuck? The only person who could have even said shit is Caitlin. And you know what she said when she was interviewed? She was like, no, I have nothing bad to say. Great player. Uh, we were just playing. These girls... I'm quite sure these girls they are probably... They played in, growing up their whole lives. Probably in AAU tournaments and stuff like that. Like, you're used to having a specific competitor, especially when you're the same age. And, and girls there's are nothing mean. wrong with that. Men talk trash, but girls say things that you're just like, God damn. But they're supposed to get in your... That's all a part, a part of being an athlete. You're supposed to get in the head of yeah, your Yeah, but opponent. you're used to it. Exactly. And it's and you can get off the court and be like, hey, girl, you want to get some chicken tenders and fries? Let's go. It's a good post-game meal. I'm chicken The best. That or pizza. That and well, speaking of other athletics, okay. Did you hear about Kansas, Lord? We are Lord. I need you to come on back because these people are weird. The people that you sent down here to represent you, I don't know. The people that you created, they are really weird. They're all some, special. Some crazy stuff. Well, um, Kansas apparently, and there's a Kansas Republican that has uh, successfully overridden the governor's veto. Um, to now authorize genital inspections of children in order for kids to play sports. In what allegedly world does that paragraph, paragraph, sentence, yeah. that par sentence of a paragraph statement? Mm -hmm. Thank you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Sound not fucking awful. Like to pedophilic. Anyone. It's yeah. just disgusting. So okay, there's there's been a lot of talk because there's been a lot of stuff that has happened recently in sports, specifically with trans men, trans women. I really haven't heard anything going on with trans men. I don't like think the any. Other way. Yeah, I, trans men. I have not heard of a single story of a trans man trying to play in the NBA or any other sport. By that you mean like a 
at birth female transitioning to a male yes. or a transition that would like to play male sports. Yes. It's it only seems been, hard as shit. Right. It seems like only the the, the competition or the, the issues have been with trans trans women who are born biologically male who then transition to female. And so in the like there's been a lot of controversy because um there was this famous swimmer, I can't remember her name, but she came out and spoke out against the fact that now in professional swimming they're allowing trans women to now swim with natural born women. And then even to this um, this past weekend, um, what was her name? She's a trans woman. I can't remember her name, but she was a their MMA fighter, and she legit fractured the skull of her female opponent, who's a natural born woman. And people were just like, "Is this really like trans athleticism, or is this like domestic violence against women? Like this is this is fucking yeah. ridiculous." Like by and then when they did at the end when they did like this little speech or whatever, the trans woman was just like, "Yeah." How you like that? And I'm just like, I do. bitch. Like, see, this is where it gets sticky. I don't know. Well, do you do you believe that trans athletes should have their own like league? I do. On every level, like high school and or or you know secondary education as well as professionally. I just say that because this is where it gets hard. I feel like when you're like men, statistically, scientifically, mm-hmm. biologically the way that their bodies grow, the hormones that they have, they Mm -hmm. usually have more muscle mass. They're stronger. They're larger. Mm -hmm. That's just not fucking fair to play sports with that. Yeah. If you're in a women's league and statistically all of these women are, you know, I mean, and anyone can be different sizes and Mm -hmm. different weights and all of those things, but you're kind of operating in your own sphere here. And then, Mm -hmm. you know, let someone else in who has that biological advantage. Yeah. That's why there's two different leagues in the first place. I agree. I mean, I think it's, and I'm not comparing uh, the trans community to um, like special Olympics, but special Olympics has like, you know, it's going to be good or, or not, not. Okay. Let me not say special Olympics, Paralympics. Okay. Like para- I'll Olympics. take a Paralympics. Not, not special. I'll that take was a, a that was the wrong word. So Paralympics are people with disabilities who have, let's say, um, they have a, a BKA or a below the knee amputation or something like that. Or, you know, um, they have a, a prosthetic arm or a prosthetic this or whatever, or they have, you know, or they're blind, things of that nature. They have uh, di- different disabilities that affect them from being able to compete with people without disabilities or able-bodied people. Is that an ableism? That's ableism. Term? You're just saying, yeah, but you can't say. Able-bodied. But I thought it was like able Able-bodied. Because yeah. if it's you, ableism, like you people without disability, thank persons you. without you don't disability. don't want to say disabled, you would say able body. Able body. People right. without disabilities. But does that make you feel like that's you're what I'm disabled? saying? I don't just fucking terms, man. Huh. People without disabilities. We're trying really hard Seriously. to be Seriously. Like, this is what night. it looks like in real time. Right. So basically, um, like in the in the Olympics, you have people without disability who are competing. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that it's fair to then bring a person who has an amputation in to run the 100-meter dash when the people who are without disability have an obvious advantage over the people, the, the person who has an amputation. And I think it's the same situation with the trans community. Like, you all need to have your own lead. Because to me, I just don't think that it is fair that you can just declare, you can wake up one day and say, well, I'm a woman, I want to compete at this level, and then you're beating the shit out of women. Yeah. Natural born women. You know what I mean? Like, I just don't, I I don't agree with that. That is a tricky one. I mean, I don't think it is. I think it's very. I think it's tricky politically. Oh, well, yeah. And I think it's tricky. Like, obviously, if, well, and it's just how many 
transgender women women are going into play men's sports. Is oh, that's that right? trans, trans men. men. Mm-hmm. That I feel like people would allow. Yeah, easier. Socially, it's more accepting, right, yes. than the other way around. Well, because I, I think the biggest thing too for a lot of people is that this idea of having trans women going from male to female, it's erasing natural born women because women have always fought very hard for equality when it comes to the wage gap, when it comes to just even, even in women's sports, you have people who don't show up to WNBA games, but they will pay NBA players millions upon millions of dollars. Right. Mm -hmm. Even the NCAA women's teams usually don't get coverage like this, like an angel Reese and a Caitlin Clark or Aaliyah Boston going at each other until it's March madness. Right. And so I think it, people have, I've heard people say even too, that it's coming to like an erasure of natural born women where it's like, we finally have a space for ourselves. And then here you go creeping in and now trying to overpower and dominate when that's not fair. And that's probably tricky because I would assume there wasn't a large enough population specifically for each sport to make a team a team true like to have the transgender league Mm -hmm. oh interesting so who would you play like and you would want to sports are supposed to be inclusive you want to include whoever but didn't that's why but who said that sports are supposed to be inclusive like what what specifically what type of inclusivity well that's true that's why you make all these different leagues exactly i would assume i don't know the numbers i would assume they don't have a big enough population to for representation for sure. representation yeah but i don't i don't think just because you don't have the numbers doesn't mean that you should now be allowed to come in and dominate and change the rules for this specific group That's when there's true. enough of them i just think about like high school sport like if you are a tra- transgender person mm-hmm. in high school right going through all of this stuff living your life how you feel you should look, whether that be like, I was born female, Mm -hmm. I present like a male, I feel like I am a Mm -hmm. man, all of these things. And then having to play on the girls team. Mm -hmm. Or if I was born a boy, but I feel like I am a woman, I dress like a woman, I, you know, am effeminate, but I have to go play on the boys team. Mm -hmm. Like, that has to be wild too. And I wonder if, like, I won't ever try to assume what this Kansas, uh, you know, lawmaker is doing, but I wonder if this inspection, which to me is it just seems like you're a fucking inspection pedophile. of genitals sounds so That's disgusting. creepy. That's disgusting. Like you're it, telling me I have to bend over so you can check and make sure I have scoliosis and then I have to pull down my pants. So you can make sure I have a penis. But, and, but that's what I'm saying. Like what, what is the part? Like all, all people who are trans, all trans people do not get gender, gender reassignment, reassignment surgery. So you, and, and that's not a part of being trans just because if you are now, if you're, if you transition into a woman, but you still have a penis, like that doesn't mean that you have to automatically cut your penis off. I bet you they're saying things like, oh, you want to play on the boys team? You have to prove you're a boy. But if you're, but if you're saying, and I get that too, but then you have lawmakers that are just like, well, we're banning gender reassignment surgery for children under 18. So then everyone should be. Yeah. I, I see exactly. So it's, it's kind of like a catch 22 either way. I, I just personally would not be, I don't want to be a lawmaker. We will not be lawmakers lawmakers. No. 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 And what I, I would hate for this to come back and, and we're, we're all Congress. vote for me. 2029 represent the 13th district of San Antonio. <laughs> <laughs> they just replay every podcast. Exactly. But uh, yeah, 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 I think it's, I, I definitely think that they should have, there's representation be, and have their and have their own league 
I I get it for professional sports. Totally get it. Like yeah. I think it's a more an easier distinction for professional things. I'm just thinking like specifically high school because I think it's a very hard time and that's when a lot of people start transitioning and mm-hmm. doing stuff like that. How shitty it would be to like, you know, all day every day be this mm-hmm. person and represented in a way, but then you have to go out there and play with a bunch of whatever. Yeah, that are the opposite sex of you. And I think too, somebody somebody even brought up the fact of like, you know, let's say for example, um, uh, girls girl bas- girls basketball. And how you're trying to get a scholarship to go to college, well, then you're going to be overlooked because this trans person or this trans woman is now, oh, you know, dominating everybody and scoring 100 points a game or whatever. Like, I'm just throwing out some ridiculous random number. But um, I just feel like trans people should have representation within their community, just like women have representation men have representation paralympics have representation special olympics has representation and i think that there that you should have your own representation yeah and i don't think there's anything wrong with you and it's not you being you being separate it's you having your own representation yeah so i mean i don't know i'm not that's that on that that's that on that. for a reason no definitely not um do, have you ever heard of well speaking of totally off that um because oh god that's a horrible segue people are gonna think well, why did you say that god damn can't wait for the comments <laughs> to roll in everyone okay. it's tiktok too y'all are mean on tiktok so yeah okay so have you ever heard of uh i'm, a t- I'm telling my age a little bit have you ever heard of freak nick before heard yes no do you know what quite literally nick is? anything about no okay so freak nick is basically like uh, spring break back in the day. It started from like the 1990s. I'm thinking of Beatnik. What the fuck is that? Beatnik. Like Beatnik. You know, like Beatnik poetry. No. That's what I'm thinking of. No. No. <laughs> no. Okay, Freaknik. Freaknik was this whole like movement in the 90s, right? Where it was like this huge like week of events of spring break. Oh. And so they would go to Atlanta and people would just wow the fuck out, right? And then a lot of stuff started happening, you know, uh, shootings and stuff. And it just got kind of violent. So they moved it down to Miami. Of course, because when <laughs> things get too crazy, you know where we should take them? Miami. Miami. <laughs> so then... I can already tell you this shit's not... <laughs> right. So then um, they completely shut it all down. And they brought it back, I want to say in like 2018, 2019, something like that. But now Hulu is doing a documentary on Freaknik. And apparently they have all this unreleased footage of all of these people from Freaknik, like from the 1990s, right? And so you know how people would say, you know, in my generation, we didn't record nothing that we did. Y'all put all y'all business on social media. I'm so glad half my shit wasn't recorded. Well, now you have Gen Gen X is shitting their pants because they're just like, God damn, whose mom is going to be on these on these VHS tapes? great. And you probably don't even remember. Like, it's not no. like now where you can watch it on your phone or you know the video exists somewhere. Yeah. Damn. You don't even know if, if you're going to be on It's scarier to not have lived my life online. It is because you don't know who's taking you don't, pictures. I don't remember. Yeah, you don't know anything. Because even like my aunt, my aunt Judy, shout out to my aunt Judy. She's been like our family historian, right? Like she... I don't even remember half the time her taking pictures and videos, but she will post like our, in our family page, like pictures and videos and stuff like yeah. that. And we're just like, where was there a camera? So can you imagine <laughs> you're in the time of your life, you're 19, 18, oh, 20, God. you know, in Atlanta, walking around with a thong on drinking beer and you got men all over you and you telling your daughter, see, you need to stop doing this. And then Hulo comes and bust your shit. Like, wow. God, no, I'd damn. never heard of that. 
Freak Nick Freak was Nick. a time. I never went to Freak Nick, but there was like a popular episode on a different world where Kimberly Reese and Freddie Brooks uh, they went to Freak Nick, and uh, Kimberly Reese's dad, who was a who was a police officer, was coming in town, but she was like, "Bitch, I'm going to Freak Nick. Like, I'm not I'm not about to sit here with you." And so they drove to Atlanta and went to Freak Nick, and her wow. dad found sounds out. like a time. It was a time. I was too young to go to Freak Nick, but yeah. No, yeah, I'd never heard of that. Yeah, it's it's so yeah, it's coming out on Hulu. I'm not sure when, huh, but we'll have to watch. Gen X is real nervous. That's I bet people because gosh, what a time! What yeah. a time! You could wild out and nobody, no one knew. It. Yeah, Mm-mm. if nobody had, a, if you didn't see a camera, it didn't happen. Technically, yeah. you know. But um, anything else we can talk about before we uh, go into what we're watching? No. What have you been watching? I just finished a show on Apple TV. Which listen. Apple TV recently for me has been like, it's hidden. All the shows are giving me what they need. The movies too. Apple's pouring money into that. I will Mm -hmm. tell you. I just watched Blackbird, which is a series about this um, young drug dealer from Chicago in the 90s. He gets caught, put away into prison. They pull him out. They're like, hey, we're going to send you to this maximum security prison because we need a confession from the serial killer. We need to figure out where he put the bodies of these girls. If you can get a confession and you can get them to tell us where these bodies are, we'll like exonerate you. Mm. And so it is so I binged it. I haven't binged something in so long. Couldn't stop watching it. I'm back on my serial killer bullshit. So I was going to say, have you ever got off? But okay. No. So just binge that. I saw um, the Dungeons and Dragons movie. Ooh. Mostly because that, Tall light skinned dude from Bridgerton was in it, and I was like, I could watch him. He's so gorgeous, all day. He's so pretty, man. He is just pretty. He's pretty, pretty he's a dude. Pretty man. Yeah. And he, okay, his. I know nothing about Dungeons and Dragons. First, except of all. for uh, everything I learned from Stranger Things, Erica, and Stranger Things. Yeah. Um, but his character was just like, per, like it was the from what I understand the perfect representation of whatever his. Dungeons and Dragons character was. If you know nothing about Dungeons and Dragons, but you just like fantasy and comedy, I would go see this movie. It was the people who directed. Did you see Game Night? Yes. Okay, so it's the same directors. So that okay. same brand of comedy where it's mm-hmm. like that witty, just like Slapstick. snappy, yeah. kind of. It's just like that. Like mm-hmm. the the script is very good. The comedy was great. Chris Pine does the Chris Pine shit where you just want to watch him because he's charismatic and carries the whole thing. Michelle Rodriguez is in it doing the same shit she did in Fast Fast and Furious. She's a badass. Just Renaissance times. Yeah. Um, It was actually I had low expectations for it Mm because I was like, this is probably gonna be so shitty, but it was actually really good, and I chuckled a lot. Is it a kids movie or not really? No, I think it's like it's like Marvely. Okay. Okay. Um, And it does. I think it. If you like Dungeons and Dragons, it probably, there's probably like a bunch of Easter eggs and shit in it that you would mm. like. Um, and if you don't know anything about it, you can still watch it. It wasn't a lot of like backstory or like you don't need to know mm. the world to understand it. Okay. But it was really good. It, I saw the preview. It looks really good. I want to go see it. I still need to see Creed though. Oh. Creed 3. That one was one. Or 4 or 5, whichever one. People are still talking about how they didn't see Creed because of their relationship. Michael B. Jordan and... Um, People are just stupid. Like, I like the world better when we couldn't hear everybody else's opinion. opinions. I liked it too. I th- I think we need to go back to not being able to see or read people's opinions about things. Like I, Lizzo, Lizzo, shouts out to Lizzo. Lizzo came up with a, a a brilliant idea. She said, you know, she wishes that people had to pay in order to comment on people's posts, and oh. I think we need to do that. 
You ha- you literally have to pay money in order to post some stupid shit. I like that. Yeah. I don't even care if you just post, oh my God, you're the money best. Girl. You got to pay. Yeah. Put up or shut up. Put up or fucking shut up. Yeah, but those are the two things I've been watching. Highly recommend. What have you been watching? Um, so I watched this new uh, series. I finished it. It's called Emergency NYC. And it's about a few different, like four or five different hospitals in uh, New York City, obviously. And it's on Netflix. And they basically go um, following some of the staff in the ER and kind of what happens during during oh, COVID, after COVID. Um, yeah, I mean, but you saw a lot of different things that came in. They followed around like the ambulance team, the transport team. They had a few neurosurgeons on there. They had trauma surgeons, uh, trauma ER physicians as well, too. Um, and it was, it was just, I mean, a, a, a kind of like nice documentary that showed a lot of stuff. Apparently New York has, they use, uh, like air flight for a lot more simple things than we do in other states just because the traffic is so bad. Interesting. So they legit have to go and pick you up. And I can only imagine the crazy like medical bills that come from that. Can you imagine how strong those first responders have to be? Everyone lives in a walk up. Exactly. Damn. Exactly. So it's, you know, it's insane, but it was really good. Um, I also saw, um, uh, Monique, her comedian Monique, her special that came out on Netflix um, on April the fourth. If y'all haven't seen it, you need to go and see it. It's so good. Um, the thing is with that with that particular um, special, there was a lot of controversy with Monique getting her special from Netflix. As we know, in the beginning, they uh, allegedly lowballed her and only offered her. I think it was like either fifty thousand dollars or five hundred thousand dollars or something like that. Anyway, and she. Um, uh, got a lawsuit for discrimination discrimination because Amy Schumer and a bunch of other white comedians had just been offered insane Same amounts. amounts of money. Absolutely. Like double digit millions of dollars to do specials and whatnot. Um, not only that black men like Kevin, Kevin Hart and, and Dave Chappelle were offered this, you know, like $50 million to do, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of their specials and stuff like that. And the terms and conditions of the contract that they initially offered her was very low, especially with Monique having the resume that she has. I mean, an amazing actress, amazing comedian, had her own talk show. Like she brings in numbers, like let's, let's be clear. But anyway, I um, forgot about the talk show. Oh yeah. She had the talk show on BT for some years. Damn. And I think the thing is about Monique. Um, first of all, I think people forget she is a comedian first. Yeah. And that's how we all knew to, you know, grew to know and love her is because she was a comedian. And in the, like, I would say like the first 30 minutes of the, the, or the first 20 minutes of the special, I was looking for more jokes. Like where is the funny? Yeah. But I, what I had to learn was that, or had to, what I had to realize is that Monique is in her fifties. And so, you know how Dave Chappelle, when he first came out and not comparing the two, but just giving an example, when Dave Chappelle first came out, he was with the hard hitting jokes all the time. Right. Yeah. But then as you grow and mature, the same shit that you joked and played about is, as a 20 year old, you're not going to be doing that shit as a 50 something year old. You also don't have to, cause you have the audience now. Exactly. And so I felt like Monique's special was really the setup for her to be able to come and do two, three and four sets after that, or three, Mm, you know, more specials because she really brought you in to really understand who she is. She started from the very beginning where she was born and raised and different stories and stuff like that. And so it was kind of funny because she was very serious in the conversations that she was talking. And then as soon as she would get emotional, she would say some wild shit and it'd be fucking hilarious. And you're just like, you are crazy. (laughs) And then people too started like there, there was a, um, uh, a particular, like different things that were going viral about the actual show itself. And I think we as consumers of material, we have to mature 
as as the artist matures, as their work matures, we have to mature just the same. Like yeah. you won't, you can't expect Beyonce to recreate Crazy in Love, like be at, like at girl, her girl age up. and four. Exactly, she was in her twenties when she made it. That girl is now married with three ass children. Like she can't be crazy in love. At some point, she has to be mature in her love <laughs> and do something different. Even like K. Michelle, K. Michelle, you know, now wants to do a country album, and she has always expressed that she loves country music. And people are like, we don't want to hear that shit. We want to hear that darkness. And she's like, well, bitch, I, I'm healed from certain things, so I'm not gonna do that. Yeah. Even with for example, Mary J. Blige. People, I've I've heard people on you know different podcasts or just even different posts that says I like Mary J. Blige's music better when she's hurt and depressed. Okay, like you're a piece of shit. Like, I mean, Mary went from I'm not gonna cry, I'm not gonna cry to I'm just living my <laughs> life. And y'all just like you're too happy. We don't like your music. Yeah. Like, no, you need to grow and evolve as the as the supporters. Of these people who are also growing and involved, but I also thought it was a really most good fan bases are also growing. Yeah, so not everyone wants to hear whatever she was talking about. Exactly, when she was tw- you know, like if you if you as a comedian are still talking about pussy jokes at fifty years old, like, something's Ugh. wrong with you. I don't care, male or female. Uh, this like, is I, why Drake is giving everyone the ick right now because he's still doing shit he did exactly fifteen years ago. On and the grass, like <laughs> right. grow the fuck up. I need you to grow up. Like you know, we all pick at rappers who are people who pick up rap when they're forty years old. And it's just like, yeah, we don't want to hear the same stuff. But I think people need to stop playing in Monique's face because, number one, Monique is a funny-ass person, number one. Number two, she's an amazing actress. And I think her range is insane. Uh, The fact that this woman can go from welcome home, welcome back home, Roscoe Jenkins, to to fucking Precious, precious, to now this new new movie where she's playing the, they do the the seance or whatever. I still hate her sometimes when I think about Precious. Oh, she played she that was, role. She played the shit out of that role. Put that, her whole foot in it. She deserved that Oscar, that Golden Globe. She God. deserved it all. Like she made me hate her. She was an awful person in that movie. She, but you know how like there's a, that that role defining character like uh, for Jamie Fox, it was like Ray. Yeah, that was his defining role. Like Angela Bassett was Tina Turner. Uh-huh. Fucking Monique, goddamn precious mama. Shit, she was ah, that's she, awful. It, but she, that's how you know she played a role. I was though. telling her off air that um, a bunch of those clips, because when anybody goes viral for anything, mm-hmm. everyone starts pulling all their old shit. Well, there's yeah. all these clips of Monique from Charm School that are <laughs> cycling right now. <laughs> Oh my! You, how God. old were you when that came out? I don't know, but I just remember being very small, and it was like when Rock of Love and yeah, Flavor, Flavor, of Love. Flavor of Love, Charm mm-hmm. School, all that was out, and I thought it was hilarious. I think I was in college when that shit it came was out. Like it was like quality hilarious. television, it was. and that show was God, she was so good. Yeah, that, that that incident with Safari, she was taking all their names, <laughs> and she's like, "Sister, that name represented something she's like, negative. That is an ugly name. Tell me what your real name is." She's like, "Safari." Safari. <laughs> I never got a nickname. Oh and she still took the name tag off and was like, and Monique was just like, hmm. <laughs> I can't even say shit. That was 2007 was the first season. I was in oh, seventh grade. Yeah, I was in college. So yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that was funny. quality television. It really was. But yeah, I, I mean, her the special was really good, but I, I pray that she gets a part two, three, and four mm-hmm. because I really feel like this special... Uh, created the groundwork for people to understand who she is is and where she's coming from. Mm -hmm. And she kind of addressed the Netflix thing without really addressing it. And she was talking about, you know, she just said, you know, people were telling her, she's like, people would love to say, oh, you're not, you're no Amy Schumer and you're no Dave Chappelle. And she's like, you're absolutely right. 
Cause my my name is fucking Monique, bitch. Like I'm I'm I not any of these people. Oh my god! Exactly. I feel like a lot of comedians are doing that now. Cause even the Gerard Carmichael special, where he was just Amazing. like talking to the crowd about yeah. coming out and about you mm-hmm. know, and he was still joking a little bit, but it was yeah. really just like him being vulnerable and venting to mm-hmm. the you know. Cause I think too, like comedians, their their job ultimately is to make us laugh as the audience and move us. And I know that they always say that it's a part of their therapy. Like they, they get to tell their stories and heal from it. Mm -hmm. But I also think too, as they grow and evolve, sometimes they need us to vent to as well too. They need the audience. Or sometimes they're like, I can't make this joke anymore because it it doesn't hit where I am. Like I've moved on in my life and to go back and keep talking about it. It's not going to serve me. So we got to all move on together. Absolutely. And so I think even, I think we're, we're moving into this era of more conscious comedy. We love to hear it. Well, and, but I think we have no choice, but to unfortunately, Unfortunately, because this generate this newer generation is is very sensitive and the things that we could get away with saying and doing they don't tolerate that now and then they'll be quick to cancel you for any little thing and the thing is when you're canceled it's not just somebody saying well i don't want to support you anymore it's company businesses that are pulling mm-hmm. their money from you and it's affecting your livelihood and i think that's why a lot of the conscious com- you know comedy shows or uh um, comedy acts are now being into play versus, you know, the hard hitting stuff that we're used to. Do you think people are more sensitive because as a society, we're just more sensitive or because everyone, especially if you're younger now, you've grown up with the ability to be exposed to every, like a larger group of people different from you. So you can understand what offends other people. And you're just like hyper sensitive to that. No, or everyone's just a little bitch baby. I think everyone's just a little bitch baby. I think, I think it's a bit of, of all of those things that you said, but I think the biggest part is that when I was growing up, I couldn't hear or see your opinion about specific topics. And now that I can, I feel the need to tell you it's either wrong or I don't like it. And I want to push my opinion onto you versus just letting you be. And I think that's the problem. So I think people are more hypersensitive. The younger Mm -hmm. generation is hypersensitive because to to be fair to them, this society, social media has given them too much too fast and they're choking on it versus with, with me when I grew up in the 80s. We were able to get a little something, digest it, savor it, and then yeah. move on to the next thing. If you, even if you look at technology, every year the iPhone and Samsung is coming out with a different product. Before, when I got first got a cell phone, everybody had a Nokia. You just got 50 different versions of a fucking Nokia, okay? <laughs> but then you had to wait two or three years for the next version of that to come years, out. Years, man. Yeah, you had to, It wasn't an every year kind of thing. You were just like, ooh, this comes out. And they only had a certain amount. So if you didn't get it, you just didn't get it. You know what I mean? Unless you bought it used or secondhand versus now everything is at these kids fingertips. And again, when you when you build a society that gives too much too fast, you're choking on it. It's just like a baby where the nipple, the the, the nipple that you're giving them, the hole is too big and they're choking on all this milk is too big. I'm just talking about the nipple of the bottle, (laughs) not the actual like nipple, nipple, the breast tissue. But yeah, I think that's what it is. What do you think? I think. um that for a long time a large group of people in society felt like they weren't heard or they weren't able to express themselves or they weren't represented and Mm -hmm. that society was against them they became 
people who were in charge of things and could influence society and made society have to take a look at, hey, we exist. We're going to be more sensitive and aware of these things. I think it trickled down to younger people. I think younger people now are exposed to more groups of people saying, Mm -hmm. hey, that offends me. This is offensive. Mm -hmm. This is why this isn't okay. But now also the defense, like everyone knows, it's kind of like how when I was growing up was the time when everyone was like, oh, we're not going to say the R word anymore. Mm -hmm. Anyone who says it, you're not cool. That's not cool. That's something bad we're not going to do. It was like this large turnover where like the people older than us were like, we don't care. Like Mm -hmm. that's not something that's offensive to us, whatever. But for people my age and younger, it was like, Mm -hmm. do not say that. Yeah. Um, And I think that's what like being super sensitive to anything is now like mm-hmm. we're just going to go ahead and err on the side of that's wrong we're going to yeah. err on the side of that's inappropriate that was rude it was hateful mm-hmm. you have to be canceled just so people don't get mad at us for saying the wrong thing yeah but i, I think too kind of piggybacking off what you said the hypersensitivity wouldn't be so bad if context was a part of the conversation oh, no context we don't need context exactly and that and that's why this hypersensitive generation now or the way that our our society is sucks to some people so bad because they don't insert context if i you if i say the word if i say the r word to you and we're just having casual conversation i'm like oh my god you are such an r word right mm-hmm. i'm not demeaning a group of people it's a term that i've been used to using like you said from the 80s that makes sense to me right but then when you're not putting things in even like when um when whoopi goldberg made this controversial statement which i didn't think was controversial at all i'm not i'm not denying that it hurt a group of people Mm -hmm. what i'm saying is that for me as a black woman in america her saying the comments about jewish people to me it didn't register that it was offensive because i'm a black woman in america i'm not jewish yeah so obviously it wouldn't affect me the same way it affects jewish people but when you when you took context out of that and you're just like oh she should be canceled she should lose everything and it's like whoa she's making a distinction she's not saying the holocaust didn't happen mm-hmm. she's not saying go and kill all jewish people she's not saying that she's literally she was making just a delineation between two groups of people and that was it and people just ran with it versus looking at the context of the conversation even for example um the lady who just recently, I think she got fired. I think she did get fired. When she says on air for shizzle, my nizzle. Oh, yeah. <laughs> when she was talking, it was the weather lady. The we- right. And I was just like, ma'am. Uh... Now, do I, do I believe that she probably doesn't need to be on air for a little bit? Yes, <laughs> I do. Do I believe she should lose her job? Absolutely not. I think. I mean, she it's needs- not like she said the hard R. Right. And, and also, too, she probably just thought it was cool <clears throat> because in context, they were talking about Snoop Dogg, who was known to izzle every kind of word mm-hmm. right now does she need some cultural diversity training yes absolutely 100%. but it but i don't think she should lose her house and her cars and her kids because she said for shizzle my nizzle <laughs> now don imus you deserve to lose everything for calling the girls nappy head hoax so fuck you because there was no co- context was included in that <laughs> dude who talking about he called him uh uh effing n-words talking about his diabetes you deserve to lose everything because right. you knew what the hell you were doing he right. just called him a hot mic but i think again in this generation in this day and time there's nothing wrong with being hypersensitive if you include the equation of context mm-hmm. and that's the problem why people keep canceling everybody because they're not taking things into consideration with context you heard it here See, we we kind of deep a little bit. 
Yeah, sometimes. Just don't ask really. us about the political climate. Don't ask us where countries are. We don't know. Oh, geography? No. Mm, geometry? Also not a good one. No, trigonometry, none of that crap. Ooh, that's nope. not what we do. Oh, don't ask us how to do math either or spell. Anyway. Just um, don't ask anything in <laughs> the pop culture related. Exactly. Anything else we need to talk about before we get out of here? No. Y'all have a great week on purpose. It's going to be an amazing week. I can feel it in my bones. Oh, in and your bones, eh? I can't, I'm going to say it until I feel it. <laughs> hey, but, you gotta fake it till you make it exactly well y'all have a great week on purpose y'all remember to spread love spread light and don't forget to, to laugh, laugh your, your face, face off. off thank you so much for tuning into another episode of the face off with Fleming and fowler don't forget to follow us on all our social media platforms including instagram facebook twitter and youtube at the face off pod be sure to tune into the face off with Fleming and fowler every tuesday when new episodes are released it's the face off it's the face